Today on Talking Back, I think we've got another shark problem. Talking Shark. Hello, everybody. Talking Back here once again. It's Wednesday of our shark week and you know what that means just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water you know what tim i never thought it was safe to go back in the water you've never gone into the water i never went into the water so it's you're, never you're, safe to you're go not into the water you're not going back into it you're not even going in it no well yeah we're uh, we're here for jaws 2 this is our third installment of shark week we're having fun so far oh yeah um Let's get right into it, unless you want to say something. I don't know. I should give you a chance to say something. Uh, I'm always sure. driving Thank this, you. this Thank wild you ship down a hill super fast. And I'm going to, yeah, let's, I'll I'm just dragging behind. I'm just <laughs> holding trying, on behind trying and just to trying to get down. on board. Yeah. Well, uh, not, maybe we don't need to get into it that fast. Okay, let's slow it down. I will say, just to wrap up quickly of Jaws, what a fantastic movie. Yeah. And we talked about it and you agreed. It was your number one now. I I don't know if I did I say that. Yeah, is not that on air. It was off air. Oh, it was off air. Okay, we didn't yeah. get it recorded, but I say a lot of things off it. air. You said it. Okay, yeah. So it is. Uh, it is now my number one, um, ahead of Alien. You know what? This I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching Aliens and Alien Three. How come we didn't get an Alien Week, Tim? Well, you know what? I thought people might ask about that, and okay. there was a very good reason. Okay, and this is why. It's because we could squeeze Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws 4 into under an hour long episodes and release them that way. But there's no way we're going to talk for one hour about Aliens, maybe not even some of the other ones. So I figured those actually would need to be full length episodes to really dig into them. What a fair answer that fair, is. That's fair. a good answer. Yeah. You could tell that I yeah. was worried you were going to ask that question. Yeah. So I had to come up with uh, a good answer for you. So yeah, you knew. That's you what knew it me. is. I knew. I knew it was coming. We're brothers. Was, we got that link. It was either coming from you or one of the fans <laughs> was going to ask why Dean's number one movie. We just did his movie. Right. And then Tim's number one. We do the whole series. But yeah, so, let's uh, let's get into Jaws 2, which uh, is also a good movie. Great. So we're going to do something a little bit different to start off. I'm not going to call this a segment, and I hope it doesn't become one, but we're going to do a little thing that I am going to call apologies. We've got some apologizing to do. I hope it becomes a segment. Okay. I hope not. So the first, there's two people I want to apologize to, and that is David Brown and Richard Zanuck, because they are the producers of Jaws 1, and we failed to mention them in our podcast. They play such a big role in that movie and I know you have thoughts on that, so I'll let you I'll let you mention that. But we owe them a huge apology. Yeah, that is a huge miss on our part. Um, sometimes I uh, forget names, and those would definitely be names that I have forgotten. But yes, they played a huge role. One of them, name them again. David Brown and Richard Zanuck. So I think it's Richard. I think Richard is the guy who was on set. He was the on-set producer, and he was the one fielding all of the calls um, that were supposed to go to Spielberg from the studio saying hey what's going on in this movie and what like how come we're way over time and way over budget and you know what he did he didn't tell spielberg those things because he's like that's gonna freak him out so yes they deserve they deserve our apology for not mentioning them and that's important because that would put a lot of stress on a director knowing that the studio is on your ass because you're you know doubling the budget and taking three times as long so yeah you get to day uh, 150 when you're supposed to be in whatever it was, 50 days, and you're thinking, huh, the studio hasn't really gone yeah. come down on me yet. <laughs> that's right. That's all right. They must have some faith in me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for that one. The next one is, Dean, I owe you an apology. Oh, Because we perfect. got into it a little bit in the last episode about the director who was fired for referring to the shark as a whale. And I had thought maybe that came at a later Jaws, two, three, or four. You were saying one. The correct answer is one. You are right. The man's name was Dick Richards. And he thought it was a whale in this movie and not a shark. And it got to the point where the studio had had enough and they canned him because he thought this was about a whale. Yes. So Dick Richards. Dick Richards. Dick Dick. Dicky. Dicky Dicky. Or Richard Richards. Or Dick Dick Rick. Rick. Dick Rick. It's an interesting Rich. name. It's an interesting Rich. name. Dick Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, 
He kept calling it. He couldn't. He couldn't figure out the term shark. I mean, he he kept calling it a whale. He wrote it into his treatment of the script everywhere. Yeah. So, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and I apologize. Thirdly, we have to apologize to one of our listeners, Albert. Okay. From Germany. Really? Yeah. And he he uh, messaged me on social media about a comment I made in the uh, Alien podcast. I what did you say? Alien Part One. Um. I'm, I, all I did was I mentioned the fact that we could say whatever we want on the podcast because nobody listens. Oh, okay. So Albert took offense to this and he let me know that he does in fact listen. And Thanks, Albert. Yeah. Thank you, Albert. Please continue to listen. We apologize for our negligence there and we appreciate you as a fan. So We really appreciate Albert. Now I feel yeah. pressure. So now... Uh, this, now one, this one's for Albert. Yeah. This is for Albert. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our apologies section. Uh, again, hopefully we don't have to do too much apologizing, but wanted to clear the air on those. You know what, Tim? That's a reoccurring segment, I think. It, it's probably going to become We one. make quite a few errors. Yeah, we do. If people would just write in and let us know, we'd have a lot of apologizing to do, I would imagine. You might need a side spinoff podcast just called that's Apologies. Right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we do a midweek Apologies podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Let's get into it then. Jaws 2, released June 16th, 1978. Budget? Do you know the budget? Uh, I'll take a guess. Okay. 14 million. There was no budget. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? They, they said, we're just going to spend the money we made from Jaws 1. So no. So all of the money no, in the world. All the money. All, <laughs> all the, the money budget. in the world. Yeah. So the movie ends up costing them 30 million, um, which they said they ne- that never would have got greenlit. They said they, they would, at that time, $30 million for a movie was unheard of. So they said, totally. if we ask for that, they would just cancel the movie. So they said, there is no budget. We're just spending the money. Here we go. That is wild. Yeah. So it, it ends up grossing $208 million. So a, a fantastic return. Pretty great. Pretty great. For a sequel. Yeah, pretty great. Not quite as big as Jaws 1, but still, that's a lot of money. I mean, Jaws 1 invented Blockbuster. Invented mm-hmm. people lining up around the block. Yes. So it's not going to reach that quite. But still, like, that, that is a great return. It is. It's a very good I wonder how much that was like in the first weekend, because I feel like at that movie, there's like a lot of hype for it, mm-hmm. but maybe not a lot of revisits. I mean, revisits, I think, are warranted. It's a super fun yeah. movie, but... It had... I don't remember the numbers. It, it had a really good opening weekend. Yeah. I think it was maybe... I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate, but it, it did really well. I know that. So back for round two are the producers, David Brown and Richard Zanuck. So based great. on... Ba- yeah, great. We love them. They did a great job. Jaws 1. Based on the success of Jaws the studio knew they'd be making a sequel. So that much is obvious. For sure, yeah. But Spielberg didn't want any part in it. He felt like he had already done the definitive shark movie, right? Where do you go from there? Can't really get any better. So he actually later went on to say that he would have filmed the sequel if he hadn't had such a uh, horrible time filming it in the first place. That makes sense. If he hadn't, like if he had maybe stayed on schedule, stayed on budget, he would have been down for Jaws 2. But all those problems... No, didn't want to do it. Right. He says he still has nightmares about that, like to this day. So I can see him not. He would want to make a movie that's just as good. Right. So I can see him being like, oh, I cannot go through that again. Yeah. So um, Brown and Zanuck, their plan for the film is going to be that the sons of Quint and Brody hunt down a new shark. I don't mind that idea. That could be kind of fun. I don't mind that idea either. I'd like to see the son of Quint. I'd like to see who that man is. I'd like to see them go town to town, rounding up all of his sons <laughs> that he's had with all the women. You mean port in all to the port. towns, port to port? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be trying to narrow down which one of his sons we use, or is it a ship of his sons? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Oh, a, a, sh- a ship, ship of his, of his son, sons hey and Brody's son. There's an idea. <laughs> that now, now we got something going here. Now we got an idea. If they had pitched that, maybe. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Anyways, that that idea is rejected. Okay. So they're still looking for, you know, a story for this movie. So Howard Sackler, who was involved in the first one, he wrote originally wrote that long-winded USS Indianapolis speech. Oh yeah. It was like yeah, originally yeah. 15 minutes and. Right. Uh, um, Robert Shaw cut it down to five and really nailed it. Right. So he pitches, he's really clearly really big on his USS Indianapolis story. Yeah. So he pitches that as the movie. Great idea. It is a great idea. That's a great, that would be a I would, great Jaws movie. I would movie. also like to see that movie. Yeah. It would be really good. It would be a really good dramatic movie. Because you know what else that separates? If you make that movie, it separates 
that we think the sharks are the same shark, which I think is maybe one of the problems as we get into this deeper into this franchise of thinking the shark's the same shark. That shark was blown up in the first one. We watched it. Well, who thinks it's the, the same shark? We're expected to believe that? Because I've never believed that. The people in the movies believe it. When we get to their revenge, yeah, the people in the revenge seem to think that this is the same well, shark they, as the first one. They think some, some, maybe something's going and on. You know maybe what? genes and, are passed down or something. Just, but. Yeah, sort of the whole idea, the whole like cloud around the whole movie franchise is that Jaws, like people call the shark Jaws. Right. So that just in itself makes you think that it's the same shark coming back, maybe like a like a Jason type thing um, where you kill him, but he comes back. I feel like that's sometimes the idea of what this shark is. So if you do this, um, I guess this prequel movie, you get away from that idea that it's the same shark because that prequel movie is going to have tons of sharks. Right. It's about the shark circling those men. You'd hope so. Yeah. You'd hope it would be a rogue <laughs> shark. One, it's just picking them off shark. one by one. Yeah. And. And they just tie it to Quint, like, knowing this shark. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at this point that Spielberg actually starts to feel responsible for the franchise and takes that idea for the USS Indianapolis and actually writes a script for Jaws 2 cool. based on that. But uh, the studio actually rejects that as well. They, okay. don't want, they don't want to go that direction. They just don't feel that. They don't no, feel this as the They're not sequel. feeling okay. that as the sequel. So... That so Spielberg is now indefinitely out. I don't know if there were a lot of prequels around that time. You know, sequels were oh, yeah. a big thing, but doing a prequel like uh, that's that wasn't. I can't even think of anything around that time that yeah. had a prequel. That idea would kill now, right? Like prequels yeah. would, would like, oh yeah, let's figure out where everyone came from. Everyone's doing prequels, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we get Arthur C. Clarke, one of the most famous sci-fi authors of all time. He co-wrote 2001: A Space Odyssey. He submits a draft. What's this about? Sharks in space? It's about an underwater sentient orb that controls the shark's will. <laughs> so almost space shark. <laughs> space wow. shark, but underwater. Wow, this guy's great. Thank I love you. This guy. Thank you for rejecting that yeah, one. Yeah, that one, I can see the studio. That one probably didn't get very far. I, I don't, don't see I don't think so. I don't see Spielberg giving that draft a treatment. No. No. <laughs> Taking a look at that one. Yeah, so Universal ultimately decides to bring in a gentleman named John D. Hancock to direct. They didn't have a director yet. And he in turn invites his wife to help rewrite the script. So Hancock and wife envision Amity as a ghost-like town because the, econ uh, the economy was crushed after the events of the first movie. Makes sense. The, um, the Amity officials are in debt and they're struggling to pay back loans that they got from the mob. Yeah, let's bring the mob in why not you know what is every good shark movie missing the mob hey it's either like a sentient orb that can control the shark's brain or the mob if we had a sentient orb controlling the mob hey, that yeah. may have been interesting yeah, i like that that could have gone somewhere tim you gotta you gotta stop saying these things on the air and just oh, start writing no yeah these are all copywritten by the way i've already drafted all these <laughs> so uh, the execs didn't like the dark tone that that kind of was taking on which i completely agree with yeah. And then because of other personal onset issues, John D. Hancock is fired after about one month. Okay. So we still don't have a story. We still don't have a director. Interesting. Finally, in comes Carl Gottlieb, a big part of writing Jaws 1, the screenplay. Yeah, he's our guy. He comes riding in on his white dolphin, <laughs> pen in hand to save the day. Awesome. He was the studio's first choice to write this script. But they lowballed him. Ah. So he said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm out. Smart man. So after all this bullshit, they go back to him with a suitcase of money and they say, look, we need you. So he agrees to do it for more money than he was originally asking for. Perfect. Smart. Smart Perfect. deal. Yep. Perfect. More money than he was originally asking for. Yeah. They just backed up the Brinks truck onto his lawn, That's dumped right. out the money. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Please do it. So he's in. Thank goodness. Because he did a great job. Now, because Hancock... The direct, previous director is canned. We get a gentleman named Jeannot Swark. Ah, Swark. Swark. I'm saying that one time. Uh, and uh, now on, I'm just going to refer to him as JS. Okay. I'm okay. going to go with Swark. You can do that. So he's a Harvard grad. He's mainly done TV movies up until this point. Not a lot of movie action. but Did he do Sharknado? Sharknado? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Uh... Did Sharknado come on before this movie or after? 
Sharknado? Yeah. <laughs> Quite. Okay, a, that wasn't a thing yet? A couple decades that after, thing I'm thinking. That wasn't thing in the 80s? Okay. I don't actually, I don't know. I don't know how long that movie's been around for. I think it was... It was probably like n- three years late ago. Late 90s, early 2000s, <laughs> I thought. Okay. Continue. That, great question, Dean. Yeah, thank you. Bringing the heat, that's, bringing that's the heat today. For. That's what I'm here for. It's the 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 midweek... What, what's going on? The midweek... Uh, I don't know. It's hump day. It is hump day. Never mind. <laughs> we'll catch that one in editing. The midweek freeze, brain <laughs> the, freeze. There you go. The midweek brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Um, yeah. Okay. So what JS decides is he decides to abandon the successful slow pacing of the first movie uh, where the shark was left to the imagination. He basically conceded that there'd be no way to repeat that dramatic effect that happened in the first one. So mm-hmm. he wasn't even going to try. Smart. It's very smart. I don't think it's going to work nearly as well if you try to copy this movie that's, you know, already been done and done so well, right? And you know, you just said, like, uh, you listed out a bunch of these sequel ideas. I love some of them. Some of them are off the wall. But what we get is great. I love Jaws, too. I think this is a great sequel, especially with what they had in the first. Yeah. I think it's. I actually think it's just, like, a fantastic sequel. It is great. It yeah. is a very good sequel. I've seen it more times than Jaws 1. I have, too. When I sat down to watch this movie, I hadn't watched it in years, many, many years. And I sat down to watch it and every scene just like clicked and triggered in my head. And it was like, oh, this is the one I watched as a kid. I thought it was just Jaws. And I just, you know, was misremembering scenes. But every beat by beat scene, I was like, oh, this is the one. Because you said you had this probably taped on the same VHS tape as Big Trouble in Little China. It was, yeah, same tape. I'm watching Big Trouble in Little China and Jaws 2, like... Right. Every weekend. Yeah, that's why we've killed those ones so much. Yeah. Great movie. I used to watch it like every Saturday over the summer when I was younger. I'd get uh, a couple boxes of candy and just curl up in front of the TV. Yeah. It's a fun film. Yeah, it's fun. If you have fun with this movie, it's a good watch. Yeah. So again, the film is shot at Martha's Vineyard for the town scenes, uh, the Amity scenes. But this time they go to Florida to shoot the water scenes. So they're not shooting... Off in that. the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, I'm not shooting off that coast anymore. Well, the same coast, but... Must be calmer in Florida. I'm not sure why they did it. I know originally they were shooting in Martha's Vineyard because it was 30 feet deep for... It just got to 30 feet deep and then just plateaued. Yeah. So that it was really easy to film with the shark rig because they could just sit it on the bottom and it was kind of the perfect height to have the shark come out. Not sure why they switched over to Florida for this. Right. I'm just going to insert an apology right now. Apology segment. Go back to that. Okay. I just said that it wasn't in the Atlantic Ocean. Sorry to Florida. You are on it the is. Atlantic it's coast. the same coast. <laughs> You're yeah. still on the same coast. We don't know much about <laughs> nautical bodies of water. I'm going to be editing so much in this out. <laughs> you got a lot of work ahead of you, Tim. A lot of work ahead of you on this one. All right. Starring our main man, Roy Scheider. Martin Brody's back. He's back and he just wants to get drunk in this movie. He kills it. He does kill He's it. He's so great in this. But you know why he kills it? He kills it because he doesn't want to be there. Like, actually. Right? Like, the, Roy didn't actually want to be in this movie. He did not want to be involved. Um, he was only involved to fulfill contractual ob- obligations to Universal. He also felt like there would be nothing new to create. Yeah. And he also thought that people, if they tuned into a second one, they'd be tuning in for the shark and not for him which I wholeheartedly disagree with because he was so great in the first one. I don't even know if I would tune in if he wasn't in the second one. I might not even watch. I'm kind of with you on that one. If he's not even in it, you're thinking cheap remake. Yeah. You know, he's in it and it gives that movie, you know, a, a, a little bit of credit. It's a solid base. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a solid base. But I, to get back to my point, why I think it works is because his character in this movie just can't put up with this shit anymore. He doesn't want this anymore. So I think that kind of bleeds into his performance of like, oh, I don't want to be here. And that's exactly what his character is. He doesn't want to be there. It's kind of like, I I, I kind of get this vibe sometimes from Tommy Lee Jones. Like if he doesn't want to be in a movie, he's just like a grumpy pants. Yeah. And it's like, that really works usually with whatever character he's trying to play as being just like super grumpy. Uh, Yeah. So I think that really works in this performance. Yeah. So even though he's reluctant to join, he promises to do the best job that he can do, which is, you know, classic you know, A-list actor. They're just going to, if they accept the job, they're putting in the work. So he, him and JS actually struggle to work together though. And eventually one of their verbal fights becomes physical. Really? So they really get into it. Oh no. So they really did not like each other. 
Fisticuffs. I, yeah. So Scheider, Scheider felt like his ideas weren't being, being taken into consideration. And JS said that he did his best to incorporate Scheider's ideas when they didn't contradict the overall concept of the film. See, because Scheider so, got to just write his character last movie. Right. He got to do everything. He's like, hey, have you heard the line, uh, you're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah. That was from me. That was from my brain. Yeah. Come he, on, I write half this movie. Wrote, wrote in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, Scheider is paid four times his salary from Jaws. Wow. And he got a percentage of the film's profits. Nice. Good so deal. So he cleans up. Good deal. But he deserved it. It's yeah. great. We get Lorraine Gary coming back as Ellen Brody and Murray Hamilton as uh, Mayor Larry, Larry Vaughn. What a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> what a great guy his mayor is. Yeah, the mayor. This guy never such learned. A, such a dirtbag. <laughs> such a dirtbag. He doesn't learn. No, he doesn't. This guy never not, learns. He's not smart. He's a terrible mayor. Yeah. I like him. I like him, though. A great guy. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> terrible mayor. Terrible mayor. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. A great guy. I want to have drinks with the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I want to have some beers with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, terrible mayor. Do we say he's a terrible mayor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad, real bad. John Williams, Mr. Academy Mr. Award Academy nomination. Award nomination. <laughs> Would you say he had fifty-one last time? He had fifty-one. Does he get? Does he get another one for this? He doesn't. What? This is the one this is movie the one. This is that the he one. didn't get nominated for. Because they're just like ah, yeah, he already made that up. Like it's just reusing it, right? Yeah, and it, he kind of did. Like, it's he keeps the, some of the familiar stuff. He makes the score more complex because the film is more complex so he does a really good job but it, it is kind of the same type of like scary low music and then the more adventurous playful stuff it he's not he didn't really reinvent anything he just kind of did more of what he had already done yeah. so maybe that's why he doesn't get it well yeah and that like really really works for me for the first movie um because it enhances those scary moments when you like go back under the water and it gets really low and it gets really slow and really intense and you remember oh yeah there's something under the surface and you go back up top and it's adventure and it's like we're going on a boat trip i like that you know juxtaposition of the two but in this movie in jaws 2 i think the adventure's a little bit taking out of it like it's more of like killer shark like that's more of the vibe of this movie so i feel like if he maybe sticks to more dark stuff through the whole movie might be a little bit better yeah, I would agree. I do like the playful stuff because this time it's a bunch of teenagers on boats. That's true, yeah. So it, it works, for that reason, I think it works even better than the first one. But we probably don't need as much of it. Right. And did it already, like you said. Like something you just did, you just do it again, you know. Yeah. Going back to the well. Yeah, in his defense, though, he had to actually start making this music before the script was even done. So okay. he didn't even know what the movie was going to be like. Okay. Just, they were just like, write music for Jaws 2. Yeah. And... Williams, really great guy to work with. Just, you know, digs in, doesn't really care what you give him. He's just ready to work and he like starts pumping this music out without even knowing. Right. So, so also in his defense, he's the greatest of all time. He is. Yeah. He's the greatest. So quick story synopsis. Basically, man-eating shark returns to the scene of the crime, hunts for the children from the first movie who are now teenagers. One man goes out to save them. The chief. Le chief? Le chief. Le chief? Martin Brodet. Le chief Brodet? Yeah. Actually, Brody, I, think Brody he's been fired. I think he's been fired by this point. He does get fired, actually, in yeah. the movie. Yeah, he's fired. That's a really great scene. It's awesome. Uh, it's a really... Yeah, I really liked it. But that's it for the story. So, I think... I mean, Did you say one sentence? Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Most of these these uh, Jaws 2, 3, and 4, the story synopsises are going to be a little bit shorter. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of story going on. Jaws 2 actually does have... Uh, a really good story. I, I just think we don't need to get into it. I think we're probably going to cover what we need to cover just by talking about the movie. So Here's why you don't need to talk about the story. Because Jaws 2 is a slasher film with a shark. They turn the shark into like a Jason. That's a great point, actually. They turn yeah. him into a slasher killer. Because he's going after a group of teenagers, right? Yeah. He's like hunting teenagers. He's going after this. a group of teenagers who like are promiscuous. You know, those ones are the ones that are getting attacked first, just like... You know, like just like they do on Friday the 13th. You know, if you're having sex, you're dying. Yeah. Like, that's the way that's that right. movie first goes. First have sex, first to <laughs> whoever die. Takes their, whoever takes their clothes off. Yeah. They're getting their head chopped off. Yeah. And he's like relentless in this movie, like one of those killers. It's he, it's no longer, to me in this movie when I'm watching, it's no longer just like a shark that is just like a dangerous animal, which, you know, sharks are. It's more, he's a killer. 
He's a he's a murderous, rampaging yeah. killer in this movie. Yeah. They also give him a scar in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he gets burnt. He gets burnt. He's like he's two face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like they're giving they're making him a recognizable character. That's what you do to a villain. How do you recognize a villain? Scar on the face. You know he's bad. Right. He's got a scar on his face, he's a bad guy. Yeah. That's a great take on it. Yeah. I hadn't actually considered that before. Shark's got half the face burnt, bad shark. Yeah. He's a bad guy. But it was coming... These movies were kind of coming out around the same time as some of those other horror flicks. Like, I think this... This was right around the Friday the 13th Part 3 as well, I think. It's Definitely. It's kind of around that time. So, yeah, that's really interesting. And that's why it's fun. They turn it into the slasher film. Like, so, with that take, I think not enough people die. Not a lot of... Not a lot of those teenagers die. Sure. But... Sure. Still great. Like, yeah. still fun. Mm-hmm. There, there's lots of killings in this one, though. But, like, in, like, a Friday the 13th movie, like, 90% of your cast is dying. That's true. So if you're going, like, I, I still like it. Like, I, I like yeah. that that's, that this shark is this killer shark. Um, but, yeah, I guess if, I, if I, this I just is, want a couple, I want a couple more of those kids to die. If this is rated R, you get you yeah. get what you're looking for. Yeah. They'll kill the majority of them. True. But it's, it's a PG, maybe PG-13 movie, so. I think this one is PG-13. I think we go to PG for Jaws 3D, which is insanity but we'll get to that you know what i love is the opening scene okay what you get is you get two divers investigating the orca i guess the the site where it sank yeah a couple photographers are down there checking it out that is so cool it's so cool and And just because like the first one kind of ends and this could be one week later yeah these divers are checking the boat out it could be a, a one year later. It could be five years later. We find out it's probably 10 or 12 years later because of the kids are grown up a little bit more grown up now, but so cool. It's so cool because it's a real idea, right? If you had this story, this chief comes back and tells this story of how he blew up this shark, but we had to swim back because his boat sank and you live on this island right on the coast. Uh, yeah, let's go check it out. Who's like, who gets the first idea? That idea, you're right. That idea is happening the next day. Some teenager is like, uh, let's go down there and get pictures with that boat. Let's see that boat. Yeah. So yeah, of course it's like, it's now a tourist attraction to go find the orca and take pictures by it. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, you know, orca, fuck yeah. I love it. I love that as the beginning. That's cool. So scene one, we see the shark. Scene two, it's Brody driving his truck. Being Brody. Being Brody. Cruising down the highway to um, some gala or something like that, which is scene three, where we're introduced to the kids. Yeah. I think think it actually goes shark, Brody, shark, kids. But that sets the tone for the movie. That's what this movie is. It's about the shark, and it's about about Brody, and it's about these kids. So you kind of right off the bat, you get to see what you're going to be working with, right? Definitely. It's, they introduce you to the shark, so you know, like, okay, bad dude, bad shark. Get to Brody. He's back. Brody's back. He's got a, you know, he's still got to deal with this town. He's got a chip on his shoulder. And then, like you said, kids, because they're going to drive the story. Yeah. There's no way Brody wants to go back onto that water and hunt a shark. No. But if it's kids out there, he does. That's right. And that's the only thing that gets him back out there. It is. It's the only thing that gets him back out there. Like you mentioned, he does get canned halfway through the movie. I guess Brody's path on this is these divers at the beginning, they end up getting killed by Jaws. And in the process, their camera snaps a few photos. So they end up finding the those two divers' abandoned boat above the surface, and they retrieve the camera. And... Brody eventually gets some of these pictures developed. You can't see much. You see seaweed. You see blackness. But what he thinks he can make out is the black eye of the shark. And I remember when I was younger watching it, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see what he was what he was seeing. It was just so abstract. Now, if I look at it after eventually finally seeing what it is, you can pick it up and you can see what it is. Uh, But he goes again. He goes to the mayor and to the town officials and he's like, look at what's going on we got another shark problem and they're just like oh sharks you know the chances of another attack happening are so low right so uh that along with the fact that he shoots up a beach because he thinks he sees a shark pulls his gun out on a a full beach with people and children and 
He tries to kill that ocean. He does. It's a school of mackerel, I think. But just imagine if that was like the first Jaws where those kids had that like shark fin on their back. Imagine if they're swimming oh, yeah. around there and he just gets out there yeah. and unloads and kills a couple kids. Oh, that'd be bad. He unloads his gun, which has like some sort of, what, what does he put on the tip of those bullets? Some sort of... He probably put poison or something Some sort of thing that's going to instantly kill and he just unloads on the water. Yeah. It's an insane moment. Yeah. So I guess they think he's losing it and well, I, I so love they can that, him for that. Yeah. I love that he breaks into that boardroom meeting or whatever and he just like shows the picture and he's like, yeah. look, shark. And he's so convinced, right? Yeah, he's like, he look, is. shark. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess I could be a shark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, one of them's <laughs> like, what's this a picture of? Seaweed? Yeah. And you know what I love? I, it's, I love that picture and I love that he instantly sees a shark because it's just the shark's eyeball. And you know what? He looked in that shark's eyeball. You know who, he hasn't, got that exact you know who hasn't looked in a shark's eyeball? Anybody on that panel. Anybody in that board meeting yeah. has never seen that dead eye. Yeah. So they don't know what they're looking at. We have never seen it. We don't know what we're looking at. Yeah. But he knows instantly that's that dead eye of that shark. I love it. Yeah. So he's done his chief. So he's not really responsible for anything else oh, yeah, he's anymore. Fire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he... He's kind of got his older son beached almost for the summer. Yeah. After he sees this picture, he's got him like painting fences and stuff like that. And right. tells him not to go out in his boat. But the kid's a teenager. All of his friends and the girls are going out. So he's horn dog for the new girl. He's horn dog for the new girl. So he sneaks out on his boat and they all head off in their boats and Jaws, you know, follows and is attempting to get them. And yeah, he like, eventually in the climax of the movie he goes out on the water after the kids and that scene right near the end where brody sees the shark that's the very first time brody sees the shark in this movie it's a good point the shark's doing different things he's doing different things and it takes for that final scene to bring these two together that's cool it's very cool that's a cool way to do it yeah right in that's very cool and right in that moment he looks him back in that eye yeah and he says, all right, I don't know what he says, but he's like, you know, come get me, you son of a bitch, or whatever yeah, he says. Like, it's usually something know, with son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you son of a bitch shark. <laughs> come eat my power line. Yeah, oh, the power line. That's You know what? Brody's like a freaking hero in this movie. Yeah, he's great. Like, whereas in the first movie, like, he does the hero things. But it's like, yes. it's more of a team. He's a reluctant hero. He's, a, he's just along. For, he's like, he's along for the ride. He just wants to see it get done. He wants to make sure it gets done. So he's going to go out and do it. He's yeah. reluctant to do it. This one, he's just like, he's a hero. He's like, point. He's leading <laughs> where, the charge. Where did the kids go? Oh, the kids went, uh, yeah, just point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just point. <laughs> that's right. He I'm says going. that. Yeah, point. And he hops in his boat and just yeah. starts heading out there. Yeah. Oh, and I, I love when he's out there too. His ra- He's too far out and his radio isn't working. Yeah. And he just destroys it. Yeah. I love those little throwbacks because totally. Quint hated um, Quint hated the radios. He uh, broke the radio, yeah. Uh, Mundus, I think. Was it Mundus, who was uh, Quinn's character was based on, hated those radios? Hated radios yeah. And then Brody in this one smashes his radio because it's not working. <laughs> it's great. It's I great love, fun. I love that. I didn't really pick that up, that they only saw each other right at the end there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we get more of the same, you know, as mentioned, mayor and Brody dynamic. Like, the mayor hasn't really learned anything he's just all worried about profits this is mayor yeah profits profits are more important than lives uh yeah i mean great cinematography in the movie Mm -hmm. really really nice shots really well paced um lots of scary scenes in this lots of jump scares jump shark jump scares lots of real good anticipation there's that that scene this one this one always got me as a kid but that scene where they're in that like a parachute swing or something that like flies up in the air and then insane? it com- comes down and you like crash into the water. Why would you get into that? You have to wait for the wind to pick you back up. And like, we're seeing the shot from below and the feet dangling and dipping the, in the shark coming. He's, oh my goodness. He's just like, come get me. He's being a tease, right? Yeah. He's just dipping his toes in. Come get And uh, the shark never the most... gets that character, but that is that, the anticipation that they build in that scene. It's just terrifying. It's, it's so, yeah. so good. My, like, uh, We've already discussed I am afraid of the water. That's probably my number two fear. My number one fear is heights. That parachute, <laughs> you're so high, and the only place to go, the only place to get down is into the water. Is into the water. Yeah. It's the worst. I hate that. That scene, you're right. It builds the tension in me. It's terrifying. I can't stand it. That's early in the movie, too, right? Yeah, they're it doing is. that they're doing it's that parachuting. Early. It's very early, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's it's a great scene. It, you're right. That builds attention. And you know what? A lot of the kids, too, in this movie give a lot of good, like, scared performances, which is tough to get. I mean, I guess there's a lot of like they're probably in the early 20s. They're not really teenagers, but like still it's tough to get a teenager, you know, good, scared performance. Yeah, I think one of the scenes they were actually being circled by hammerhead sharks and screaming what? in terror. What? And the the people like shooting the movie further back were just like thumbs up, like you're doing a great. <laughs> it looks real. Right. Like, keep doing what you're right. doing. Yeah. yeah, they're terrified. Yeah, though. they need a safe word out there. They were like legit. They can't yell shark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good yeah. Imp- improvisation on that one. Yeah. I don't know. I think it must be the whole the whole idea with the children that gives it this bit of a different feel because. When the kids get killed, it, it feels a lot different than when you see adults get killed in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's some hard scenes to take in this one. Definitely. Well, it's, it's kind of like a throwback to Jaws, where the first death is, like, that woman swimming in the water, but the second death is, like, a 10-year-old. Yeah. And it gets, like, it gets, like, garden hose blood shooting out of him. Yeah. Like, it's it's so graphic. Kid dies. And I feel a lot of that in here. You're right. Especially that one with, like, the two that are, like canoodling in the boat well more so than that one for me was the one where um sean the younger brother mm-hmm. he's probably what maybe 10 10 in this so he goes out in the boat with one of the older girls and at one point where the shark is bumping the boats and knocking everybody over there like this girl chrissy is her name and sean are trying to swim back to the boat and she helps him get on the boat and then immediately gets killed by the shark right like she's like saving his life and then gets is like man it's and he's traumatized and she was such a nice person like yeah. real good character like you care you cared for her at that time she was kind of caring for him the whole time on the boat helping him out and then gets him back into the boat and then she gets killed and he rightfully so is traumatized oh and he's, sure. he's only out there with them because he caught michael sneaking in right right so he's just like i'll tell on you yeah. and he's like oh you little shit yeah come yeah. on you so can come on neither the of them are supposed to be there yeah. but especially not sean and michael and michael wants to get fresh with new girl so he's not gonna have his little bro on his boat right so someone else chrissy says i'll take him yeah i'll, I'll, I'll look after the kid and then dies because of it and he is he does a good job of just clutching to that boat and being so scared yeah and this is going to play a big part when we talk about jaws 3 and jaws 4 so yeah. remember this scene because it uh, plays a big part thursday and friday thursday and friday it's coming I, up i can't wait it's coming up yeah what else anything for you uh so you got the uh the helicopter that comes and tries to save them right yeah okay so what i wanted to see like he the, the shark still attacks this helicopter and brings it down what I was really wanted to see. Have you ever seen that Planet Earth video where the shark is attacking a seal and he is coming like so fast straight up out of the water and he jumps out of the water to eat the seal and clears like yeah. this beast, this 30 foot ton, like two ton, three ton shark is 10 feet clear out of the water. It That's one of the most terrifying videos I've ever watched. Yeah. I wanted something like that to get the helicopter. I thought that would have been so cool if the helicopter's like kind of hovering down and then this just beast jumps out of the water. Like something they cannot do with a practical shark. Like they do it in CGI now, right? Yeah. But something you can't do with a practical shark. But I was just hoping, I was like, oh man, if they can figure out a way to get this shark jumping out of the water and attacking this helicopter, I'd be down. That would have been cool. Yeah. I like that he brings it down when it's, when it lands. Yeah. It was, it was pretty startling anyway it's just that oh, yeah. at that point you, you kind of felt like they were gonna get rescued right then and then yeah that uh, the helicopter gets taken no out. chance yeah no. no no chance yeah outside brody's house they're using one of the yellow barrels from the first one as a flower pot <laughs> that's great yeah <laughs> when i can call back on that one <laughs> yeah so just one of the ones he paddled in on yeah the right because they they're paddling the in on two paddling, of them yeah. right yeah, so he kept one of me. Shot so many barrels and that. Like that was that was a really good moment in in Jaws, and I'm I'm happy they didn't bring it back. Like they didn't need to go back to the well of like the barrels. Oh yeah. Like I, I like that they kept it just in the first, and no one like touched that. Yeah. Like the reason they did that was because they were having problems with the shark, right? So they we talked about that. So they needed other reasons. Sure, yeah. They needed other ways to show that the yeah. shark was there and to progress the movie without actually showing the shark. Yeah. So let's talk about the shark a bit for this one because sure. the shark is much different. Yeah. This one has so many jump scare scenes where if you were used to the first movie, if you're used to Jaws, you're used to sort of a kind of a slow build or at least yeah. seeing it coming, something like that. 
and there's so many scenes where there's no music going, there's nothing, and he just jumps. Right. And he just, like, attacks a boat, attacks somebody in the screen. Yeah. And it was very effective for me. Like, yeah. I, I found this movie very jumpy, and that they were really smart with their use of the shark. Yeah. They did a great job. He's he's often popping out and killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because, you know, we're, what we're, again, we're used to in Jaws 1 is that not happening, right? Just having the slower pace till later on in the movie. But here it's just, you know, scene one, shark kills somebody. A couple scenes later, the shark kills somebody. A couple scenes later, the shark kills somebody. Yeah. And then goes after a group of children in, uh, you know, yeah. six or seven boats. And whatever. he's just there. Like, yeah. he's always there. There's something yeah. happening. Boom, he's there. Mm-hmm. There's, like, some guys trying to blow up his... What it was like foot pump blowing something upright, and you're yeah, just like, uh, right. and then it kind of pops, and you're like, oh, what a loser! And then boom, shark right behind him. Yeah, like, it was great. It, it it keeps me in suspense. It's it's like a sla- like like I said before, it's like a slasher movie, and I like it as that. Yeah, I really like that take on it. That's I think you nailed it with that. Anything else you really liked about it? I know you don't like the death in the end. The shark death. The shark death. I want to talk about that. I want to sh- talk about the shark death. All right. You know what? That shark death is fucking stupid it's stupid you can tell me your take on it and then i'll tell you why it's as stupid as i think it is honestly okay so i'm with you i'm with you that it's not a great a great shark death i struggle with it a bit because i like sort of like classic uh classic movie trope stuff like Chekhov's gun you know if you show something early in the movie use it later don't just show it for no reason, right? So they pull up the power line early in the movie and they're like, oh, shit, that's just the power line. Put that down. We didn't catch anything. And then you use the power line later to catch the shark. I like that stuff. They do that in all four movies, by yes. the way. Yeah, yes, they do. So I like that stuff. But in saying that, that's kind of a lame one. They're kind of a lame one to pull up a power line and be like, oh, no, 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 get that out of here and let's use this. It feels, it does feel a little, a little cheap. Whereas, like, the first one, you get, like, the scuba tank in the mouth chomping on it, like... I like that. I like that. Yeah. That one makes... That one works for me. Makes sense. That one works a little bit better than, I'm gonna slap this... I'm gonna slap this yeah, power so he, line, he's come in, get me, you son of a bitch. Right. So, he he's in a dinghy, right, in the water, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get the shark's attention away from the kids and onto him. And yeah. he's... They've, yeah, they've pulled this power line up out of the water, and he's banging it with a paddle to get the shark's attention. The shark just starts coming for him and lunges for him at the last second. Brody pushes the power line into his mouth, jumps away and the shark gets electrocuted. Yeah. Right. And fried and sinks and dies. Here's my problem with it. Sharks have special, uh, electroreceptors in their noses that make them the most sensitive, uh, sensitive animal in the world to electricity. Okay. So something like that should have been the brightest beacon of warning to a shark to stay away from. Interesting. So the fact that it would head right towards that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Because of the and sound. then to bite onto it, I mean it, it I would imagine that a shark wouldn't even get near that thing. Because it would be like looking at the sun for us, like us running closer and closer to the sun. Like you know that that's not a good thing. Yeah. But we're expected to believe that this shark out of anger for Brody, you know, hatred for the family or whatever is doing that. I just, I don't buy it. Yeah. It never even, like, even as a kid, when I didn't know that about sharks, I didn't like it. It didn't make sense to me. Like, why is the shark doing this? It's, it doesn't make any sense. So I hate that ending. Oh, yeah. I like that reason. I, my reason before would have been that, like, it's not as cool as the first one, like, yeah. Brody has to make a shot. Like yeah. Brody has to do something. This one he's got to whack a power line and throw it into them. Yeah, it's, it seems too easy. Here's the thing though. Second best shark death in Jaws. As much as I hate it, it's the second best. It's true. I just, I had to think about it for a bit. And we'll get to those unfor- deaths. Unfortunately, we'll get to those deaths. I think they get worse. I don't even understand the revenge. I don't even understand the death. No, I don't. I don't know. I have if a take. Even, I have a take on the death. Even meant to understand it. I don't. Even, I don't know if the that director is, you, understood. I it. think you're right. So we are in the presence of the second best shark death, and, and I like, hate it. This I is. Hate it. This is. If we're turning this into a slasher film, this is what. Like this is a crucial moment. We should have had all the kids like stabbing it with knives or something like that. Or, well, if they just all jumped on it and just yeah, if it was, <laughs> you know what? Have the kids do it yeah. right. 
I know you like. I know it, it. I like the hero like, moment. I like but... the hero moment for Brody, and especially the way they did it. Like they don't have him there until the end. But what if one of the kids did it, or, or a couple of kids together? You know, yeah. were the ones responsible for that? I think that would work way better. Yeah, or know. like yeah. It's tough because you, you think of them like, okay, well, maybe they get onto this rock and then they come up with a plan on how to kill it and then it like succeeds. But I don't know if that's really what you do in the moment, right? In the moment, you're just like, yeah. if you get on the rock, you stay on the rock until yeah, someone comes in. It's so fine. I, I like it as like, this is an in the moment thing that I'm going to try to do, but... Uh, it's fine. It's just it's hey. just the moment. You know, what I'm doing is I'm kind of grasping at straws a little bit for yeah. stuff that I don't like because there's so much of this movie that I do like. That to pick out a few of the things that I didn't like, this this was one that really stuck okay, out yeah. for me. Second so, best shark death, though. It, it's still, yeah, second best. I will say it's fine. You know, it's like, it's okay. It's, but, yeah, but like it's you said, terrible. like you said, it doesn't, like, if we're having this moment where finally Brody sees the shark, I, I want a little bit more. I want him to have to do something. Yeah. He has to make, like, like I said, he has to make a shot in the first. Like, he actually had to do something there. Yeah. Yeah, he missed a couple times first and then finally yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that he just has to throw a Chekhov's power line into his mouth, into yeah. the shark's mouth, but yeah, but whatever, we'll we'll let it we'll let it pass. We'll give we accept a, you. We'll give Jaws him a pass too. on this one. You get a pass. Great movie. Yeah, you know what shark might not get a, a pass? Tomorrow's death, and for sure, what doesn't get a pass is Friday's death. But those are not reasons not to tune in. No, they're definitely actually not they're reasons. the best deaths ever so. <laughs> coming up. Tomorrow and Friday, best death ever of best, anything, best any two movie movies. ever. Best two movies best ever. Best two movies ever. Tomorrow is the best movie, and then is an even better best movie after that. Best so movie, The Revenge. You don't want to miss out on those. They are so good. Anything else for you? If not, we'll get into what if. No, that's good. Okay, then this is the what if. Okay. Jaws 2, the book, was written, but it was adapted from the movie, right? Mm -hmm. So the movie script for the movie was the original, and then they took liberties after that in the story. One of the things they did in the story was they made the shark a more sympathetic character. It was supposed to be the female mate of the shark from the first one, and it was supposed to be pregnant and was supposed to be just looking for a safe place to have the baby what if in this movie you get more of those attributes you get more of a sympathetic shark what does it do to the overall feel of this movie how would it change two points one i don't like it i don't like the sympathetic shark in this movie i like slasher shark i have fun with this movie because it's slasher shark because that's all i want but number two i like the family thing i don't know how you really get around that in a movie you can say that in a book because we're reading someone's words but i don't know how you explain that this is a shark family and oh you just flash back to the two sharks having sex <laughs> oh right 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 right, really, right. really easy dude. <laughs> right okay <laughs> blanked on that one um i like the the family aspect because then it makes a little more sense that this sh this movie just has it sort of isolated that it's just another shark which is okay, and I like it for this movie. But I, like I said, as we go down in the series, we're going to get into now it's personal. I like now it's personal if we have a reason why now it's personal. Yeah. If we have a reason that this is a family who's like, oh, you know, yeah, fuck that guy. I got to go kill that guy. He killed the father. You know, something like that. Yeah. That I'm more on board with for those later movies. It makes those later movies better. But for this one, nah, I like Slasher Shark. I like the way it is. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it, I don't think it would fit in this movie. I think maybe if you somehow do something really, really small near the beginning, just as a way of showing you why this shark is on this mission, rather than just, it is just killing everything and hunting down children. If we got just a little bit somehow about that, maybe even if we just, you know, learned that it was pregnant or something, something like that. I th think it might've, might've fit a little bit, but ultimately yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. I think, I think them putting the scar on the shark's face is enough for me 
Like, I think that's enough of being like, oh, okay, villain shark. That's all we got to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should actually point something out about that. Uh, when that happened, when that shark got burnt, this is what they call this foreshadowing. Oh. But when that shark got burnt, it was the shark had chased down a water skier, right? So the, there's a boat pulling a water, ski, water skier, zipping around, super high speed. Shark catches up, bites the ski, kills the girl then attacks the boat this person in the boat i never under- really understood this scene <laughs> like, how, have we got, how have we got to almost the I end of this know. talking about the how did we miss this with the talking the douse yourself and gasoline yeah. scene uh, so the shark is attacking her boat and what does she do to defend herself picks up a canister of gasoline and then slips a little bit and pours it all over herself and then gets a flare gun to shoot at the shark and just like ignites herself on the boat and the whole fucking thing explodes. She blows her butt out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> she blows her. How did okay. we not here's, talk about that? How did that? we not talk? This is okay. So here's, I've thought about it. I've, I've lost sleep over this scene night after night. This is what I got. That canister of gasoline is maybe a little bit heavy and maybe a little bit slippery. And I think as she's raising it up, she's going to raise it up to pour it on the shark because that isn't, that's no way how you pour gasoline. You don't just raise it over your head. Yeah, she lifted but it over her she, head and it started to pour out on her she head. picks it up. Maybe she was going to, maybe, did she open up the canister? Maybe she was going to throw it at him. Maybe it was, she was like, no, it was open. Yeah, so she picked it up. She was going to throw it at him. That's, that's what it is. Okay. She picks it up over her head and starts spilling it on herself. Great idea. So she drops it on herself. And now at this point... Do you maybe fire back no, out no, no, of no, the no. flare gun idea? No, no, the next point is fire. We you, use you don't flare gun. you don't back out of the flare gun idea. You <laughs> think maybe at what point has this plan gone gone wrong? When she's on fire, is it is it wrong? Should she jump in the water or just wait for the explosion? <laughs> There's a lot of points where it's wrong in this. There's a lot of I think she's just not thinking clearly. It's yeah. it, it's kind of insane this scene. Yeah. Um I think it's a mistake. I think like gas. I don't think she's offing herself. <laughs> no, she's not offing herself. I think it's a mistake. She's just pathetic. She's just I, making. She's making human. very poor choices. Yeah, she's making a lot of poor choices. There's a number of spots, maybe three or four spots, where she could have made a different choice. Yeah, and things would have turned out better. We've all been there, you know. Where <laughs> the, the, the one bad decision just spirals out of control. We've all been there. We've all, yeah. been, there. We've all been there. Yeah. Sometimes right. when I'm when I'm filling my lawnmower with gasoline and then it just like spills everywhere, I right. just like to light up a cigarette. That's right. You know, I just yeah. You get the just, flare gun just out. Think, yeah, I get the flare gun out and I shoot yeah. that at the lawnmower. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we look forward to talking more Jaws tomorrow.